Hey, so welcome to episode five of Lyrics for Lunch. It's Zelda. And Jermaine. So today we are doing um, a song called Meditate by Earth Gang and J.I.D. Is this our first Earth Gang song? Yes. All right. Yes, Earth Gang is. is a good one. So before we get started, I just want to mention the song itself was written by Elite. Dr. Dot, Johnny Venus, and J.I.D. Just as a heads up, Dr. Dot and Johnny Venus are the two people that make up Earth Gang. The duo. Um, in the song, when you listen to the audio, the skip vocals at the end is by DC Young Fly. If you watch the video, you won't hear that part, but something to just keep an eye out for. The song was also produced by Elite, and it's actually from the album Ragstorm. I believe I wrote it right. If not, I will definitely correct that in the notes for the video. Um, also, I know we've mentioned this before, but we do use Genius.com to kind of just look at the lyrics and get the feel for... Kind of cross-reference. Yeah, to cross... To make sure that we're not too far off. Exactly. So with that, we're going to start. Just a heads up. This week, we're going to try something a little bit more different. We're going to try to keep the lyrics part a little quicker. And then at the end is where we're going to try to actually dive into those deeper ideas that we feel coming off of some of those lyrics and some of the things that they say throughout the song. So we can start with the intro. I'll let Trey, Trey start with that one. I mean, the intro is kind of simple. There's nothing really to it. Uh, if you want to just jump right into verse 1 verse 1 is J.I.D. J.I.D. pretty much just starts off the song saying everybody want to be a nigga but nobody want to be a nigga when it's time to be a nigga which is kind of like the whole tone throughout the song kind of just Earth Gang and J.I.D. accepting that part of them and then also throwing it out there that many people want to be like them but they don't want to go through the same hardships yeah I definitely agree um, when I first heard this part I was just like J.I.D. his verse he's going hard as he always does and this is one of those lines that I definitely want to reference um, towards the end when we do that further discussion because I feel like it's very loaded um and then he also has lines where he's like, oh, you're going to come for me. You better have an army at least. Where he's basically just... More than a gun for me. <laughs> more than a gun for me, yeah. <laughs> it's him pretty much saying, like, you better be ready because I'm not easy to get. Um, I also like how he word plays with the... I ride the beat, then happy girl ride the C train to me to ride the D. And it's just like if you head out on the beat, it, it just gives you that satisfaction of lyricism. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He also refers to being a god again. But this time, as opposed to the other few times where he mentioned it, he said, I'm more than a man, not a god. Whereas in the other ones, he was saying, I'm a god, I'm a beast, I'm a giant. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's still kind of referencing himself, but in a more humble way, I guess. <laughs> it's like, I'm grown, kind of, like, I'm not a child. Also, I'm a god, I'm a king, I'm a giant. Well, yeah, true, but he do- he doesn't actually say those lines in this song. No, 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 I don't know. <laughs> and then verse two. All right, so verse two is Johnny Venus. Um... Johnny Venus is one of my favorites, just as a quick side note, because I think it's just the way that he comes off. Earth Gang themselves, they're not afraid to be different, which is something that I truly do respect, just in their artistry. Um, So some of the lyrics here that kind of, a lot of things kind of spoke out to me. Um, At one point he says like blue tongue, red tongue. Um, nigga flavor, go ahead, son, get you some. So this reference to me, I didn't really know where he was kind of going, but the blue and the red kind of, for me, brought the idea of like gangs and how there's like, you know, bloods and crips and how that's, um, I feel like it's something that America kind of views as, you know, that's what, that's what happens like when you grow up in the hood or something like you're part of a gang. So I feel like it's kind of like, oh, those are your flavors. Like that's, those are basically your choices in life, you know. But I also, from the red tongue, got the idea of like Kool-Aid and flavor. How people assume that, you know, kind of those assumptions of like, so this is what you are. This is what you have for you in life, if that makes sense. I don't know. We could dive more into that later. Yeah, we could. So you could further explain that because I'm a little confused. Yeah, that's totally fine because I was a little confused on that part too. Um, and then there were also parts. Okay, so one part that I definitely do want to dive in also into later is when he says, "Nigga got a lot of gifts, but package store was always open." And then jailhouse don't ever close, and my worldview was always shut. That, to me, says a lot (laughs) that I definitely do want to dive into more. But overall, the gist of that is the idea that someone that has talents and certain capabilities, however, the world doesn't give you a space to shine. I think Johnny Venus verse is definitely going to be the most analyzed verse out of this song because he does get deep within his lyrics he does but when he says it it comes off so quick and smooth that unless you actually go back and look at it you don't it's like every time you listen to the song you'll pick up something different which is pretty cool um is there another part that you want to highlight because I mean, I think he has a lot of just slick wordplay in there that's really good. Like how he mentions when I fuck my white girl and I meet her daddy, I know deep down inside, man, he hate that shit. And then he goes on to say, show him the green like a caddy, Lorena, Serena, them daddy. But that shit don't change my appearance. That's, That's one of the 
like word plays that really caught me in his verse but we could continue i'll save a lot of it for the later aspect of this <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and also just around that part too he hints towards this general idea that he's trying to get across like he says getting money and they tag the crib asking james what's the fucking answer and then he goes on to say i'm still like out in calabasas when i'm meeting the masses oval office presidential grasses he's basically saying that regardless of where he at where he is his stance all people see is the color of his skin like it doesn't change what people may automatically think or what they initially feel when they see or meet him which i feel like is pretty deep so now we're gonna head over to the chorus and tremaine is gonna start off with this one i mean the chorus is very simple the chorus is looking for peace in america looking for peace on our stature um if you are a person of color in America, then you definitely understand that chorus just from hearing it. Um, That's as, true. As for those of you who don't know the meaning behind it, it's a lot of just ugly things happening in America right now. And I think for a long time, it's pretty much just been people of color looking for peace. However, people of color are seen as creatures that are not so peaceful. So it's just, it's loaded. Yeah, it's loaded. Like it's, it's simple. And I also feel that um, there's an idea of trying to find the calm within another person because the world is just too unstable to depend on. Um, and then the last verse is verse three, um, which is Dr. Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Dr. Dirt. You know, genius had dirt, that's why. <laughs> Or did I read it wrong? I even have my glasses on. Did I read it wrong? I think you read it wrong. You're looking at it? It says... Dr. Dr. Dot? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, with Dr. Dot's verse, he starts off saying, you know I'm here for the nigga shit. Whole life and nigga rich. Since my mama let a project nigga hit. He just went for it hard. But the way he talks about it is so blasé. Like, oh yeah, you know, no biggie. This is just my life. But I guess it's also because of that. It's his life. It's his truth. So there's no reason for him to be ashamed of it. You know? Which yeah. I think is kind of big because, to be honest, I feel that they make some... T I feel that the world makes people of color feel that they should be ashamed from where they come from. So to take ownership of where you come from, that's big. Whatever says Blase. <laughs> um, then, then he gets into like, when he meets the Reaper, let his son reap the benefits. 
And what does it mean? What does pinched mean? Get a nigga pinched, end up in the pen. Here's a lesson. Um, that pretty much just means get someone locked up. So get someone caught, get someone locked up, and they end up in jail. Oh. Get a nigga like, pinched, end up in the pen. The pen is jail. Well, that part I knew, but okay. pinched, I was just like, you're out here just pinching people in the street, just like, <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Clearly, don't do that either, because that's dangerous. Or look down upon, I guess. Look down upon, it's not dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're saying, unless you're like, not walking down like New York City and you decide to like pinch the broom lady or something. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. All right. So, and then he also goes on to say, like, surrender your independence till the sentence finish, which that to me is just like, you know, jail is basically, you lose your freedom. And it's crazy because jail is supposed, is meant to be a reform, but in reality, it ends up becoming more of a, more of a stigma that holds you back in life than, more than anything else. I think it's interesting that he said till the sentence finished because... If you get political with it, after you've been to jail, your independence is pretty much gone for good. Yeah, that's definitely true. But maybe the sentence isn't like the sentence that you're given. Maybe the sentence is like your life. Possibly. Who knows? And then I like how you said, even with no pot, you got a cup to piss in. I didn't really know where he was going with that one, but I was like, okay. What what I get from that is probably like what you said, the sentence being life, because after you get out of jail, you have a probation officer, you have to meet them on a regular basis and pee in a cup. Oh. Even with no pot, you got a cup of pissing. That's smart. I did not even think of that. Clearly, I don't know enough about certain things in life. That's cool. <laughs> um, I like the term. I like the line, burning bridges with my tunnel vision. To me, that just yeah. says, like, I'm so focused that. You lose people on the way. Yeah. Which is, like, a good thing and a bad thing, you know, because you can lose people that really care, but at the same time, it's. At the same time, you may be in that mindset where it's like. If you're not part of what I see in my future, then why are you even here? If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Very, like, deep words. Um, And then, towards the end, it's just like, I literally wrote, like, a big chunk of the lyrics. Probably, like, the last half. Um, where after that part, he's basically saying, like, you know, he's lost people along the way, but he's fine with that. And then he goes, like, you know, we got responsibilities, goals and responsibilities. So by any means, I mean any and everything. Nothing's off limits. And I'm just like, whoa. He's basically saying, like, he's going to go for what he wants regardless who gets in the way. Like a, like a lawnmower or something. I like how intense it gets, but 
when listening to it in the song, you don't really get that feeling, violent feeling. Yeah, not at all. And I think that goes for all three of them too. Like, what they're saying is hard. Like, when you listen to the lyrics, read through the lyrics, it's hard. But when you're listening to the song and you just like kind of listen to their flow, you don't get that feeling at all. And that's what's so nice about Earthgang. They they have these songs that touch on some deep topics, but you don't really get that feeling like, okay, this is hardcore gangster rap. Like, no, this is feel-good music while telling you some real shit. Yeah. Literally. Like, it's feel-good, and then while you listen to it, you find yourself thinking about just the world and kind of come into more understandings of of certain things. So, um, as the song continues, as his verse continues, at the end, he ends it with, um, niggas got me talking through my teeth like I'm 50 Cent in 03. Ain't no Kunta Kente told me what they told me. What's it gonna be? That, to me, is also huge. Because to bring up, like, Kunta Kente and Toby... That's literally roots. That's literally like the times of slavery. And I feel that in roots, the big thing is that Kunta Kente refuses to be given an American name. Because he says that's not his roots. That's not where he comes from. That's not true to him. So even though they try to call him Toby, he's like, I'm Kunta Kente. And... He kind of holds on to that piece of himself because it's all he has left. So for him to say that he's not Kunta Kente, he's Toby, is kind of saying that he's lost the traces of his roots. That's what I got. And I'm like, that is crazy deep. And then right after that, he asks, what's it going to be? And it just kind of leaves you with that question in the air. And then, of course, that's where they end the song. And then they go, boom, into the chorus, where it's, again, the repetition of the lines, looking for peace in America, looking for peace when I stare at you. And then, you know, in the audio, you'll hear, like, that DC Young Fly, or in the music video, the music video is crazy. All right. So now that we're done with the lyrics, now we can actually start going into overall what the song meant, what vibes it kind of gave us, what thoughts we had as we listened to it. And I'm also going to have to mention the music video in this because I also, for most of the songs that we do, I like to watch the music videos if it's the official video released with the artist because I feel that no one better than the artist knows what they were trying to get across. The video kind of wraps up the song and its meaning. It definitely does. Um, And I feel like when it's coming from an artist, they're literally telling you, like, I gave you the words and now I'm going to give you the visual to go with what I was saying. Which, to me, is strong because the visual, for me, is always... It's like they say, a picture is worth a thousand words. And that's true. So... We can start wherever you want to start. I know that I would like to start probably with Johnny Venus. Unless you want to start with anything that JID began with. 
The ideas is awesome. Let's go on to Johnny Ben's case. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. So, oh, actually, I like when he says, stand out with the cannon. I'll stand in South Bandit. Don't panic, because if I get nervous, we get unsturdy, and we start to squeeze. That's pretty much saying, like, if you're going to come for me, don't get nervous after you've come for me, because it's over. We come, like, that's it. Yeah. Like, start what you finish. Or end what you start? Finish what you start. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, we can go on to Johnny Venus first. Wait, now. actually, now I remembered. The very first line that he starts with, everybody want to be a nigga till it's time to be a nigga. That line, to me, hit me so hard because this is something that you'll see throughout the rest of the song, too. Um... Earth Gang basically touches upon this idea in their own ways. But I feel that there is nothing more true than that line on its own. To live in this world as a person of color, literally people will want to be, a, will want to do the things that your culture does, but when it's time to defend you, to stand up for you, to see when something is wrong, everything's a problem. They're, no, they're not there to support you. Like, everybody disappears. I had, throughout my life, time where people who were not people of color wanted the permission to say nigga. And they always want to say nigga until it's time to deal with situations as a nigga. Mm-hmm. Because you they only... through a store and maybe they think that your group is still in something. They don't want to be a part of that. They distance themselves because as a person not of color, they're seen as innocent. Yeah. And I also feel that it's, um, to me, it reminds me a lot of this poem. I forget the name, so if I think about it, I'll definitely write down the name of it. But there's this poem that um, was written early on, like in the early 1900s. And it came around in the time, like around when the Holocaust happened, where people kind of mentioned the idea of, you know, when they came for this person, I didn't say anything. And it kind of keeps on with that idea. It's like, you know, when they came for this group of people, no one said anything. When they came for another group of people, no one said anything. But when they came for me, there was no one left to stand up for me. And I feel like it's that idea that we kind of go through as people of color in this world. Like, in America, there's a lot of things where, in a way, yes, we have come along now from where we were 100 years ago. But at the same time, there's still a lot of things that need changing. And the fact that people still can't get together and just support one another through certain ideas says a lot. You know, like different movements that have happened and just different things. It's very easy to get very deep into this line so we can just continue, but definitely that's one thing that I did want to make a point of. This line um, is kind of the center that kind of feeds into the, what the rest of the vibe of the song is. 
So Johnny Venus. <laughs> and then you can start with whatever line stood out to you in verse in his verse. Well his first few lines pretty much. Where he starts with okay, nigga dumb, nigga from nigga slum. Like when you think of kingdom, what do you think about? You think of the residence of a king. And for him to start it saying nigga them, you like that just sent me to like, okay, he's talking about the residence of niggas. And then he said, nigga from nigga slum. So he's he's saying like he is a product from the slums that pretty much America kind of just gave to people of color. Yeah. Black people, if we're going to be blunt about it, black people, because when we say people of color, they're being specific and saying nigga. Later on in Johnny Venus' verse, we'll get to that as well. But um, what I got from the blue tongue, red tongue, nigga flavors is like pretty much what you said. Like there's crip and there's blood and what he's saying is these are their flavors so in america's eyes it's like they're either going to be crip or they're going to be blood but they're going to be part of a gang yeah which is that idea that kind of further supports um that black americans are dangerous or violent or uneducated and things like that and it kind of cycles from this simple kind of like blue pill, red pill from the matrix. You know, it's like you only got two options. That's what America, quote unquote, says that you have. Which is huge. And then another part that kind of stood out to me. So again, back to that um, nigga got a lot of gifts, but package store was always open. And then jailhouse don't ever close. And my worldview was always shut. That just gives me the idea of just, you know, being in this world and just having potential. It's as simple as just having potential, but the world not allowing you the space to prosper. And I feel that that is something that is so true with black Americans. That's something that's true with, um, immigrants with you know people of color that come here a lot of times you are shut off from being able to do certain things and it's like you're not even giving a started a, a starting chance from a young age like you can have the potential to do anything but from the very beginning they're kind of telling you there's no space for you but then when he goes and says jailhouse don't ever close and then he says, my worldview was always shut. It's kind of like enclosed, like in jail. It's like my... When you're in jail, you only have that small window. Yeah, when you're in jail, you only have that small window. And it's also the idea of not only are you in a physical jail, but you're in a mental jail. From a young age, you're being told you can't. Like, this is what you are. You're a product of whatever, the project, so you're gonna stay in the projects. You're a project you're a product of 
this and that's what you're going to become. And it's kind of that, that idea that's fostered. And then you end up growing up with an enclosed mind. In your mind, you're, you already place yourself in your own jail. You already place yourself within these certain limits like, well, I can never leave the projects because I was born in the projects. But why can't you? But if someone tells you from a young age that you're never going to amount to anything outside of that, you're going to think that's all you are able to do. And that's why those lines kind of stood out to me a lot. Because especially coming from my background, like I'm Dominican American, so I'm Latin, you know, have I have Latin background and I was born like immigrant parents. I was first generation here. So there were things that I, at growing up, was felt that kind of was told to me that I couldn't do. But I was also the type of person that I always wanted to prove people wrong, so I didn't really let them stop me. And I was lucky enough that my parents were supportive enough to kind of allow me to see bigger things, to see a bigger picture. But, you know, I grew up in the projects. I grew up, you know, with people telling me that I can't. And I did anyway. But that's why that piece speaks out to me, because just because I did doesn't mean that everyone else has. You know, and I feel like this is something really important for people to just talk about and think about and realize within themselves. You know, it's so easy sometimes to put yourself in a box. But I feel like I started talking a lot. Do you have anything else that you want to add to that, Tremaine? No. Um, another thing that stood out to me was trap spot was always bunking. Neighborhood was always crunk. See, I was outside risking snake eyes and my life chances. What I got from that is like, when he says he was outside risking snake's eyes, like, he's amongst people who are either going to try to get him to trap for them, which is pretty much, if you don't know, selling drugs, <laughs> or they were going to try to sell to him, which either way, both paths tend to lead to very disastrous futures. Mm -hmm. So he was amongst them risking his life chances. And then after that, he says the only outlet was the moon, was the moonwalk, Michael Jackson dances. So shuck and job. And that makes me think of a two chain song where at the end of it, there's an excerpt from a woman where she's saying, she says, and I believe I quote, you see them love boy, black boys dancing, but they don't love black boys. Yeah. To be honest, I actually thought of the same thing too when I saw that line. I was like, it's crazy how the only outlet is entertainment. Because I feel that that's one of those things that they kind of try to make seem like a big picture, you know, to try to make it out. Like, oh, you can make it out of the projects if you become, like, a basketball sensation, if you become a rapper. You know, like, kind of these extreme versions of, like, you know, if you dance, like, if you do some sort of the arts. But it's like, why does the arts have to be the only thing that can get you out? 
which to me kind of supports the idea where if you're telling me that the arts are the only thing that can get me out, but then why isn't education going to be the thing that gets me out? Like, are you telling me that in my neighborhood, my schools aren't, aren't giving me what I'm supposed, like they're not giving me the tools that I need to succeed in this world? And then, you know what's crazy, too? In most schools, the first things that go when the budget starts getting hard are the arts, the creative outlets. Those are the first things to go, which in turn starts to bring up the question of, well, then why are there so many kids that drop out of school or that can't, you know, find school difficult and all these things? Maybe because in order for us to learn and be well-rounded humans that's what school is supposed to prepare us for we don't need just you know the required core subjects we also need some sort of outlet we need music sports like dancing something painting however his reference is saying that was their only outlet so along with the arts we still need the required like courses no yeah of course the required courses are important, but I do feel that those extra things also definitely do support a child in kind of their growth, if that makes sense. Um, and then as we continue, other parts of it was, so this is where I feel that he makes the connection back to that JID line. I don't know if you want to start because I know that you also like this line too. All right, so when he starts off with, um, still a nigga out in Calabasas, still a nigga when I meet the masses over off his presidential grasses. For me in those lines, he was kind of saying like, even if I was a president, people are still just going to see me for my color. Or even when he meets the president. Or even when he meets the president. Still a nigga when I greet the masses. Technically yeah. the president to a lot of people. Can be seen as the master of the country, but I guess I won't get into that. <laughs> but I, I also thought of it like meeting the masses, like a large amount of people, and then in the Oval Office, the presidential grasses, like people in the grass, like kind of poking your head out from like the White House, like hey everybody, and like people just watching you. But that's also a good idea. Um, and then as he continues in that line, he also says, um. Because white girl meet the daddy. Deep down, he hates me. Plotting for the perfect time to bury me. And that, to me, just also called back to um, kind of the idea that even, you know, being with somebody that you can be happy with, having to worry about the dangers of what if their family feels some type of way about me. You know, like... Being a black man with a white girl, how will the family see you? Or are there going to be any repercussions against you just because of how you look? If that makes sense. Because I felt like the fact that he said, like, when I fuck my white, my white girl, I feel like he said it more for the shock. Not just, uh, you know, more for the shock of, like, this is what they're going to think about. Regardless if, if you're in a relationship, that's not all a relationship is about. I hope. <laughs> but, you know, so that was one idea that I had. Yeah. 
and then after that that's when it goes crazy I think that's I think this is where he really reconnects it back to the opening line from J.R.D. Definitely. Because he says, Asians like, that's my nigga. Latins like, that's my nigga. White folks like, that's my nigga. Till it's time to die. Bye-bye, nigga. And growing up, especially in a place like New York, you do see all these other ethnicities of people, all these other races, and they feel like the term nigga is a cool thing. So, of course, they all want to say it. They all want to be a part of it. And a lot of it is related to the rap culture, which is predominantly black people. And they want to feel connected to it. So they feel like, okay, I want to use the term as well. Okay, like, you're my nigga. He's my nigga. She's my nigga. That's my nigga. But when it's time to deal with the type of hardships that black people deal with, the type of poverty that black people deal with, the type of racism, discrimination, they don't want to be a part of that. And in some cases, they too add on to that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, he's definitely making that connection back and he's definitely just saying the truth that you want to be a part of my culture but you don't actually accept me for who I am and I feel like that's something that's huge that a lot of people kind of experience you know in the world and then he also brings it back to a joyful thing where he just says pretty much he says don't get offended I was just giving you a hard time so yeah like all of them are like that's my nigga until it's time to die bye bye nigga but I was giving I was just giving you a hard time yeah <laughs> and something that I didn't want to mention here too was that when I while I was on genius and I was looking at the lyrics at the side it kind of showed um like Johnny Venus's thought of kind of they asked him where his inspiration came from and he himself said that he was inspired from JID's verse and it's clear to see that connection because it's that same kind of serving you with something that's like so true that it may hurt to hear. But at the same time, right after it going like, look, it is what it is. Like, this is just the truth, you know, like no hard feelings, but I'm just saying it. I'm just telling it like it is basically. And his closing line, I like, he said, I put colors on the spectrum. I let you assign them worth. I basically felt like he was just saying, like, I'm a god. <laughs> like The way he wrapped it up, yeah, in a sense. Yeah, right? Like, oh, I brought the comments. I make, I made the color spectrum. Like, oh, you make colors? <laughs> but you know what I also thought about, too? Um, the fact that in order to... Okay, how do I word this? When you're, like, painting or, like, in the colors or whatever... In the color black are all the colors. So I felt like that was also a cool way for him to say it. Like, I put colors on the spectrum. And literally, in painting or whatever, like, all the colors can be found in black. That's why when you wear black, it kind of, like, 
colors will reflect off of it because all the colors are found within black. So that's kind of cool because it's like literally I'm also the color spectrum, which I found to be really, really nice. And then we move on to Dr. Dot. All right, so there's some heavy parts. So I think I kind of mo talked about most of it when I was when I said like the Kunta Kente part and the Toby, because that just really stood out to me, like to kind of have that difference and like just have that moment. And then he ends his verse like that, which to me is just insane to just leave it on a cliffhanger like that. But was there another part of his verse that kind of called out to you a little bit? Just the part where he says, niggas lost faith and quit on me. I just tuck them in the back of my memory. One monkey don't stop no show. Our niggas got goals and responsibilities. So I feel like that just, that's just him saying like, yeah, a lot of you like gave up on me, but y'all were never going to stop me from achieving what I dreamed to achieve. Yeah. And what I feel like is huge too is the fact that he actually said, I took you in the back of my memory. So he's not going to forget them. Like he hasn't erased them. So he leaves it in his memory as something to humble him or something to remind him of his journey, how he got here, what's happened on his way, or what could probably happen to him again. Because life. But yeah, but I feel that's very huge and pretty mature to be able to say that. But that was the real, really the only thing that we haven't touched upon yet that stood out for me from his verse. Yeah. And now the last part that I would like to definitely talk about too is that music video. Because, whoa, I rewatched the music video. I've watched the music video a few times. But I rewatched it for this, and I think having all the lyrics in mind and having an idea of where um, everything was kind of going, it kind of pieced it all together a little more. So just to note, the music video was directed by Chad Tennis or Tennies and Mac Grant. So both of those names will also be in the description for the video, for the podcast episode. Um, in the music video. It's pretty interesting because they start and end the song as prisoners. So at the beginning of the song, they're kind of escapees and they're like, they still got the chains on and like the whole outfit and everything. And they're like running and then they make it onto a boat where they land basically in like this weird place with like a strange abandoned building or so they thought and when they walk in they see like a bunch of women um with like moonshine and they got like cloths and stuff like that and like they're cleaning clothes or something what happened oh and then so something that i found interesting is that this whole time i was trying to figure out what role did the women have playing in this song. I'm just like, why are they there? Like, I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. However, it does. Because in the chorus, when 
they're like looking for peace in America, looking for peace when I stare at you. I feel that the women, the moonshine specifically too, serves as a distraction. So when they find these women, right, they're running away from the cops or whatever, and then they find these women and they're like showering and they're doing like this weird thing with washcloths and for some reason they got jugs of alcohol, which makes no sense. And then they sit down with them and when they sit down with these women, the women are forced, for, like basically forcing them to like drink. So it's like when they're in between, like in their verses, when they're pausing or when they're like pausing to, to rap, the women is like, they're like pushing them to keep on drinking and keep on drinking and keep on drinking. And to me, that just shows how they're a whole distraction. So it's like in searching for peace, you're allowing kind of like the things of the world to kind of distract you and distract your mentality from what you should be thinking about or what your end goal is. Like you're allowing things to kind of get in the way. And then after they're like drinking with these women and being forced to like keep on drinking moonshine at the end of the video, they're incarcerated again. And the three of them are in, are in a jail cell just trapped. And to me, that was crazy. I was just like, I was like, oh my gosh. So they got out, they were on their way to escape, but then they got distracted by, they got held back by these women. And then they stayed with these women and these women were like throwing things in and they were kind of just going with the flow and they ended up right back in jail. And I think it just serves to kind of give the idea that those physical wants in the world can sometimes lead you to your own destruction. You know, allowing like the physical to get in the way of where the mind has to go. And then the name of the song is Meditate. And when you meditate, that's like yoga. That's like taking time to yourself, thinking back about your life, your world, which is something that they, that each of them have done throughout their verses. Like Doc Dot, he kind of covers where he came from to be to get to where he is now. So they're all meditating on their past, on where they came from and how they got to where they are. But they've allowed physical things to get in the way of kind of the soul and the mind. So that's what I got about the video. That's why I was like so excited. I was just like, oh my gosh, this video is crazy. It's so smart. The way that they did it was so smart because you wouldn't even, it was just good artistry, good ideas. It's a good video. All right. So that wraps up episode five. We hope that you enjoyed kind of the switch up that we did. I think it just made it a little bit easier for you to be able to listen. Follow the thoughts and opinions. Yes. And it definitely makes it easier for us to follow our thoughts too. Because sometimes I know I'm one that I'll get so deep into a thought and an idea that I'll forget all the other stuff. So um, I feel that also talking at the end kind of gives us a little bit more freedom and leeway to continue the conversation and follow the ideas to where they can lead us instead of stopping short because we still got more lyrics to cover. So once again, episode five of Lyrics for Lunch, please make sure to follow us on our Twitter 
lyrics for at lyrics for lunch so the four is written as the number four so it's l y r i c s the number four l u n c h you can also send us any questions or opinions or thoughts at our email which is written the same way lyrics for lunch at gmail.com and we hope you enjoyed this episode Peace. And we'll see you next week. Stay tuned to see throughout the week what song we may do. Yep, we'll give you some hints with whatever artist we pick. So stay tuned for this weekend. All right, peace.